0: you oh. But I settled down in a house of sin Storm came and I could not stand Felt like Jesus took my hand
1: Good morning. Praise the Lord. Well, Happy Thanksgiving to all of you. A little little early, but it's coming. Amen. It's a good season to give thanks to the Lord. And we're going to do that today. We're going to give thanks in our worship. We're going to give thanks in our service. And then we're going to go back and have a feast of fellowship and giving thanks together. And, uh, and so we welcome you this morning. If you're a visitor this morning, if you're if it's your first time or maybe it's just your first time in a while, we want you to know you're welcome here. We want you to enter in this morning with us. Don't be shy or bashful and uh, just join in and be a part of our family this morning. Um, we are having dinner after church this morning, so stick around. Even if you didn't know about it, maybe you didn't bring anything, that's okay. There's a lot of food back there. And if you don't stick around, then I've got to eat it and I don't want to eat all of it. So join us this morning and uh, not only food, but fellowship. We're going to have a good time hanging out together and just celebrating this time of year as we give thanks for all that we have and all that the Lord has done for us. Um, One other announcement, we will not have a midweek service this week, Wednesday night. Uh, That'll give you time to be with your families. I know a lot of people are traveling and others are preparing for Thursday. For Thanksgiving, uh, so we won't have a service. Uh, if you if someone's not here that you think needs to know that, be sure and holler around and let them know, so they don't show up and wonder why we're not here. So, why don't we stand this morning? Bible has so many times. I should have looked it up to see how many times, but the Bible says, "Give thanks, give thanks with a joyful heart, give thanks unto the Lord. Just give thanks, give thanks, give thanks, give thanks." Amen. I believe that's one of the greatest commandments that that we're given by the Word of God is to give thanks. Why don't we begin this service this morning, this Thanksgiving week? I know that Thanksgiving is not necessarily necessarily a church thing, but we're giving thanks to God for our freedoms. We're giving thanks to God for what we have. Amen. Can we do that this morning? Can we just give thanks this morning with a joyful heart and just tell him how much we love him and appreciate him for everything that he's done for us? Father, we love you. Lord, we thank you this morning for all that you've done for us. Lord, we thank you for the greatness that, that you've given us, God, the blessings that you pour out on us, the, the the life that you've given us through Jesus Christ, your son, Lord, Lord, for the salvation and for God, for the healing that you give us through Jesus, Lord, for, for the, the many, many, many blessings that we still receive today, Lord. Even today, your word is true, Lord, is faithful, Lord, and, and, and we stand upon your promises that are yes and amen, Lord, today, because there Everything we ask in your name will be given to us, and we thank you for that, God. You are so faithful, God. You've never let us down. You've never forsaken us, Lord. As David said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging for bread. Father, we love you, and we thank you for that this morning, because you're such a wonderful God. We love you. We praise you. We glorify you this morning in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah.
2: Thank you, Father. Something else we're thankful for is that Brother Ron stepped in, stepped up last couple of months and bring us the word and today happens to be his birthday. So happy birthday brother Ron. We thank you, thank you. Miracle this morning, Father. Just come into this place, God. Do what only you can do, God. Move in a way that only you can move, Father. We're expecting those miracles this morning, God. We're expecting breakthrough in your name, Jesus. never
3: We should acknowledge that all three of those songs were sermons. Yes. All three of them invited us to experience something, experience his presence, experience the miracle that he wants to do in our life, and experience the breakthrough because something has to break. I look back over my life and maybe you maybe you'd say the same thing as you look back over your life. I, I remember when my when my relationship with the Lord moved forward toward the greater relationship when when something broke in my life, like a bad habit. I broke a bad habit. I broke, I broke a, a relationship with somebody that was a bad influence on me, and, and the Lord took me in a different direction. But most of the time, it's just my stubborn will that needs to break. It's just my love of being lukewarm. It's just my love of, of the world that needs to break. And I need, I need to have a revelation from God that loving Him is a whole lot more life-giving than than anything this world has to offer me. So, that being the case, the Lord has set that before us. I think we ought to respond to that, receive it right now, and and invite the Lord, break that, break that. That will move me closer to you, Lord, that will allow me to experience your presence. Break that, break that, whatever it is. If it's my stiff neck, if it's my hard heart, Lord, if if it's my love of the world, break it. Take me in a direction, away, in another direction. Lord, we just surrender to you, Lord, what you're, what you're inviting us to experience this morning is, is, is exactly what we need. And so, we pray that whatever's in the way, whatever's blocking it, whatever barrier we need to break through, Lord, God, that you'll, you'll show us not only what it is, but how to overcome it, how to get beyond it, how to, how to get out of that, that influence that, that is pulling us the wrong direction, Lord. I pray that you'd help us, Lord, to break the habit, the habit of unbelief, the habit of, 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 of doubting and questioning. God, I pray you'll you'll break the habit that hinders our relationship with you and our growth in that relationship with you. Lord, we want to experience everything you want in our lives. And we don't want anything interrupting that. We don't want anything holding us back from that, Lord. But you see the things every day in our life. We, we constantly, consistently Lord, break those things that need to be broken so that we can experience the power of your presence, the power of, of your miracle-working grace in our lives, Lord, and the power of miracle-working breakthroughs. God, we thank you. We thank you for what you've invited us to do in this worship service, and may we all be totally receptive to it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, amen. I don't th- Praise the Lord. Yeah, let's just give the Lord a praise offer. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. The ushers are coming right now, and they'll give you an opportunity to worship the Lord with the giving of our tithes and offerings. Would you take? Yeah. Thank you, Huh. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hmm. Lord, I pray that you see how much we love the kingdom by our, our willingness to contribute to it with our lives, our time, our enthusiasm, and, our, and the finances that you put in our trust. It's all about a relationship. It's all about what you, what you want to uh, have already done in our life and want to do and what you want to do through our lives. So Lord, may, we, may you see us loving you so much and loving your kingdom and loving the church so much that we are constant. Consistent contributors to it, Lord, in every way. That would make your will come true in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. I'm trying to dominate your day or anything like that but something I just want you to know what's going to be going on in the service tonight um, it's a time when we're going to take a look at at the story in in the John the 18th and 19th chapter where Jesus was crucified Jesus was arrested and mocked in a mockery of a trial we're going to read, read some of those verses. There are five different readers that are going to read maybe about 10 or 12 verses a piece out of those two chapters. And, uh, and between those readings, we're going to be singing. We're going to be just praying prayers of, uh, of uh, appreciation and thanks to the Lord for what He did, what we read about. I, I have this conviction that, at least once a year, maybe more often than that. Every Christian ought to spend some time just soaking up the, the truth of that message that Jesus went to the cross for us. Yeah. It's not just a story, it's reality. Yeah. He did it for you as much as he did it for anybody. Yeah. And I just want to spend that hour tonight just looking at those scriptures, feeling the, 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 the love that the Lord has for us, and, and respond to that with a gift of thanksgiving. So we're just calling this the Thanksgiving communion service. It's going to be different. I, I believe it'll be really worth your time if, if you've got time to come between 6 and 7 o'clock. We'll be out by then. But uh, I, I just believe that the Lord wants me to in- invite you to be a part of it. It's, it's intimate. It's close. It's, it's quiet. It's, it's out, of the, out of the ordinary. And uh, I want you to experience it if you've got time. Dan has an announcement he, he shared, he wanted to share. Mm. Go help him.
4: Hello, hello? Can you hear me all right? Chasing? Where's Chasing?
3: Can you help him? Yeah. Let him turn it on for you. There we go thank you uh, thank you okay thank can you. you hear me now yes
4: all right just a quick announcement and an update um, I'm sure most of you have probably gotten tired of it it's an update 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 and course brother Randy has said you know where it's like going to your grandparents place well it's like we circled the house quite a few times and we hadn't gone in but we just wanted to show a quick, quick picture uh, Rick I hope you there we go uh, this is the the Dave Meyer that that we'll be seeing Sunday Um, he'll be coming Sunday with his family and I'm sure he'll go through the introduction and stuff of them and are introducing them uh, to the congregation Um, he will probably be upset that we went ahead and showed that picture but that'll be something it's it's water under the bridge so we don't have to worry about it right but now one thing that we do, we, we really need to be behind him. Um, you know, he's, he's got himself and we've got a whole lot of people out there that are gonna be looking at him, okay? He's wanting to make a great impression. He's really wanting to have God's word that's reading, feeding through him. So there's a lot of pressure on him. So we need to open our hearts and our minds and continue to pray for him and give him the strength and his family as well. So, I mean, this is quite an opportunity that for the church here. So, something that we really are striving for here. And we need it. But, again, we just need to stand behind them. And, uh, again, God's will. You know, I think back is, uh, you know, I've done a lot of interviews for employees and stuff. And it's a tough, tough job, especially whether it be if it be two or be thirty. And I've interviewed a lot of guys in, through my career in the oil field. And you know, I occasionally turn around and put myself in their place, how they feel, because how do you react? You know, first impression, blah, 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 blah. So basically, that's what we had here, you know. But we just trust God has sent him here for a reason, and that's what we're going to believe in. Okay, and we've got to continue to pray that. But I want to say one other thing, and I'm going to turn it over to you, Brother On. Julie, I'm glad she's not up here. She'd probably throw a mic at me. But anyway, I, I just when I get up here, I, I just love things, and it's, this has really been on my heart. We had a men's breakfast yesterday morning. Had a roughly 13, 14 individuals. Great turnout. Uh, great meal. Great fellowship. Uh, I encourage the men to get together and let's get back in here and, and, you know, work in and out of the church and do things and do things together. But there was one individual there, and he was a visitor a couple of Sundays ago, and he got up and gave his testimony yesterday morning. And I'm going to tell you right now, congregation, it was a very, very lifting testimony. And... He has had a rough life, but you know what? He made the comment that he had driven by this church numerous times, and he's seen the cars out in the parking lot. Well, finally, one day, the Lord pulled him in. And what a blessing. And you know what? There's a lot of those out there in Long Grove, Ardmore, Dixon, wherever it might be, Marriott, I don't care where they have come from. There's a lot of them out there that we need to bring in here. So we need to be stewards of God and help him, help him get behind him and bring these people into the congregation, all right? I'll shut up.
3: Thank you and all the pulpit committee and and the the deacons who've really, really sacrificed a lot of time and, and guts. They've poured it out. To, to do their role as leaders, and uh, I know they it would really thrill them for a lot of people to be out for the next two Sundays. I think those next two Sundays are history-making for our church. They're very, very significant. And I, I realize next weekend is you know you got Thanksgiving on Thursday, and you may be out of town, but if you can get back by Sunday, so you can be a part Sunday morning and Sunday night, the first time that uh, Brother Meyer ministers here, and and uh, I, I tell you what. I have found you to be a very loving, a very, very responsive, and very, very hungry for God congregation. And I'd say any pastor in the world would want to pastor a church with, that has an appetite for God like you have and, and is, is so loving toward me. I, you've just really poured love out on me and, and Marsha, and we are really, really blessed by you. Thank you so much for doing that. Every Sunday we've had a prayer about this upcoming Sunday and the next Sunday. About the time when you would get a pastor, that it would be the will of the Lord. And, and uh, I've, I've just spoken into it as I felt the Lord direct me to. I, I want us to have a prayer right now together. And let's, let's just commit ourselves as, as a body. We are seeking with all our heart the will of God, and we're going to pursue. The will of God. Perhaps we can apply the the message and the invitation in those songs to the next two Sundays. That that God God can do something mighty in us if we will really seek Him. If we really really pursue Him. So will will you all stand with me? If you will, uh, your standing indicates that you're, you're you're going to pray this prayer with me, and I want you to put it in your own words. Maybe maybe you hear something that somebody prays around you or that you hear me pray, but I I don't don't just. Don't miss the chance for it to be your prayer, that you, you unite with us. Lord, we seek your perfect will. We seek to be led by the Spirit. When there's a battle in our hands, those of us who are are, are members and are are making the decision for this church, when there's a a vote before us, Lord, may may, may nothing matter to us but the will of God. May everything else be forgotten, Lord, and the will of God prevail as we we take part in the the history of this church and write on that ballot. God, we just pray that, that you would bring this church into exactly where you want it to be under the leadership that you have have ordained to be here, Lord, may may they be united together as a church body, and and Lord, just as as Brother Dan shared this morning, may we get together, may we get to work, and may we may we go out in the in the fields of harvest, Lord, and just with loving invitation and love, just let love flow through us, Lord, to the, p- the people in this community. Every single one of them need love. They need to be loved. They need to be accepted. They 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 need to they need to see it that that the, that the faith is really working in the church. Lord, and that the, and that the truth uh, has, has really brought us to reality and that we really, really do love people. God, we give ourselves to you. We give ourselves so that, this, so that your church can be mighty and strong and effective and reflect you and your power and your, the power of your spirit work flowing through us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray and we believe. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you for standing, and you may be seated again. Praise the Lord. So there's a lunch after a while. (laughs) It's it's going to be wonderful. Marsha and I are going to enjoy it with you. Uh, The message this morning comes from uh, John 14 and and 16. Those 14, 13, 14, 15, 16, those chapters, I mentioned it before. uh, they, They were Jesus meeting with His disciples, For the last time before he went to Gethsemane that night, just hours before he would go be betrayed into the hands of sinners, he taught them. He he tried to prepare them. One of the things he said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. He knew that in a few hours they were going to see him dead on a cross. And that was going to devastate them. But he put those words in them, Don't let your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. and my Father's house are many mansions. And he, and, he, and he spoke to them, and he spoke to them so clearly, preparing them for what they were going to experience the next 24 hours. It had, it had to be uh, extremely excruciating for every one of the disciples to experience what they experienced in Gethsemane and, and uh, when he was arrested. And, and, and beyond that, all the events that took place, but he prepared, he prepared the church with what he said. It wasn't just for them. It was recorded because it's also for us. Isn't that miraculous? And, and one of the things that he primarily kept saying was that he was sending the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit was going to be with us. If there's anything the Lord wants, he wants to be with us. Amen. Don't you believe that, that the creation story really reflects one thing, that He created all this, and then He created us in His image. And He came down and dwelt with us, and He wanted to be with us. He wanted to have an unbroken relationship with us. He wanted us to know Him and enjoy Him and all that He is forever and forever and forever. There was no such thing as death. There was no such thing as separation from Him. I, his provision was abundant for them. It's just beautiful. In the, in the very beginning when He created us, what He created us for is for, for us to be His. And, and he, we're created in His image. That's a lot of favor, isn't it? He made us look like Him and, and feel like Him and, and, and be drawn to Him. And, and now, and who I'm talking about when I say this, I'm talking about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He said, he said that, let us make man in our own image. It, it, somehow he's one, but he exists in three persons that reveal themselves numerous times in the scriptures: the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. In these verses, I, you're going to pick up that Jesus is telling the disciples because he knows he's going to die. That next day, he's going to be in the tomb, and they're going to be they're going to be forgetting that he told them all this, and and he wanted them to know. After this, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. I'm going to send, he he describes it as another comforter. And and I just want you to, I want you to get the message. I believe the Lord wants me to get the message, you to get the message, that he wants to be with us. And that's what sending the Holy Spirit was all about. Let's look into it. Lord, I pray that you'll, you'll put this in the words you want it said even if you have to use different words for every person, Lord, just put it in the words that you want it said so our heart can understand it, so our heart will not miss the chance, Lord, to, to experience you with us, not just now, but forever. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. John 14, verse 15 through 7 If you love me, obey my commandments. Now picture them together, you know, for this, these hours, these, a few hours that afternoon, that evening, while they were ce- celebrating the Passover meal. And he established the, the elements of communion, and he, he began so many things. But he said, he reminded them, if you love me, obey my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. Just like he had been an advocate be- between God and us. He had come to, to fill the gap, to, to bring us to God and God to, to us. and he, he had done that. Now he says, and God will give you another one who will never leave you. That, that seems to be pregnant because, uh, relevant because, in fact, it, by, by the next morning, they're going to think he left them. He didn't leave them. He, and he sent, he sent the presence of the Holy Spirit. And very clearly, verse 17, he is the Holy Spirit. Is the Holy Spirit an it? No. Is it something that just floats in the air and some kind of attitude or some kind of feeling that? No. It's a person. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. He's got an assignment. Just like Jesus didn't take us any direction but truth. And the Holy Spirit will lead us into all truth. The world cannot receive him that's necessary it's necessary that we know that because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him they're missing that because of their lack of, uh, of uh, he's he's spirits uh, he connects with us on a spirit level when we when we have uh, had our eyes, our spiritual eyes opened and our, our spiritual life rejuvenated by the born-again experience. That's, that's who gets to experience the presence of the Holy Spirit that He sent to be with us. It said, but you know Him because He lives with you now and w- later will be in you. In other words, I hear him saying that the relationship between you and the Holy Spirit is going to start off like this, but it's just going to keep getting stronger. It's going to keep getting deeper. It's going to keep getting richer. It's it's going to keep getting more and more relevant and more and more real. And In fact, maybe at the beginning you think about him, you know, a couple of times a week. Or maybe at the beginning you find yourself, I'm, I'm thinking of him almost every day. And then you get to the place where you're so aware of his presence, you communicate with him. You feel his presence. You, you feel the difference he makes in every day, all day, and, 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 and that, that never stops. That's why, that's why one of the scriptures admonishes, pray without ceasing. Just enjoy communion with the Lord without ceasing because he is with us. He is with us. Uh, the other scripture that I want to share with you is uh, uh, two, two chapters later. He's still in the same meeting, the same time, but this, he gets to this point. Uh, John recorded all this for us, John, the disciple. And he said, but it, this is 16 verses 7 through 15. But in fact, it's best for you that I go away. Oh, that had to be really hard for them. Oh, yeah, right. That sounds really best for me. That, I, we can't imagine you going away. In fact, one time when he was telling them about this, previous to this, he, he, was, he was acknowledged to them that it was when they were up on Caesarea Philippi and he asked, who do people say I am? And, John, and Peter said, you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. And the next thing he, he after he, he, he had that conversation with them, the next thing he says, he began to tell them about what was going to happen when they got to Jerusalem. And that he was going to be arrested and put in the hands of sinners and that he was going to be mocked and, and, and then killed. And Peter took him aside, I think you'll find this in the 16th chapter of Matthew, and Peter took him aside and said, you got to quit talking like that. you got to quit saying that. And Jesus had to rebuke him, and he said, get thee behind me, Satan. You're looking at this through a human perspective instead of from God's perspective. But Jesus knew that, that, yes, he was going to be leaving them, but it wasn't going to be the end of our relationship. It was, a, he had plans for that relationship to continue to grow. He, he, he did what he did uh, with, with all, with us in mind, for sure. In fact, it's best for you I go away. But if I don't, the advocate, because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. He, he will release the, the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit, just like the Father released Jesus, the Son, some years later, 30 years later, He, he, he allowed Him to be born into the, in the form of a human being and, and fulfilled that ministry that He did and, and established the church as He did and, and go to the cross as He did. And now He's releasing. He I with the authority I have, I'm going to send Him to you. And when He comes, He will convict the world of its sin. I have experienced that. He convicted me of my sin. It started when I was a little boy. My sins weren't probably nearly as serious, but I appreciate that He's convicted me of sin through the years. I appreciate that, he, that his presence makes me awake to the enemy's strategy to try to get at my soul and steal what I have in a relationship with God. So, yes, he convict me of sin, and he convicts us of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. The world's sin is that it refuses to believe in me. Righteousness is available because I go to the Father, and you'll see me no more. Judgment will come because the ruler of this world has already been judged. There's so much more, Jesus said, I want to tell you, but you can't bear it now. When the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on His own, but will tell you what He has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever He receives from me, and that all that belongs to the Father is mine. This is why I said the Spirit will tell you whatever He receives from me. So you see, Jesus was, was spending some, some precious moments with his disciples to try to, to, to try to help them understand the coming of the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit to do, to abide with them just as he had been abiding with them for three years while he had had called them to be his disciples. And and for these three years they had been traveling with him. And now he's going to be replaced by the third person of the Trinity, and he he tries to help them come to some understanding of that. Um, One verse that I I want to share, too, is uh, Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23. But the Holy Spirit, this is, This is the Apostle Paul telling this. The Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. In other words, His presence with us results in things like this. Love. That's at the front of the list. Joy. Peace. Patience. Kindness. Goodness. Faithfulness. Gentleness. And self-control, there is no law against these things. I I said that to say that the the Holy Spirit's presence with us is something we we benefit from so very, very much. He is with us. That's not just an imaginary statement. There's reality in those words. He is with us. He is with us. Jesus wants us to know that. He doesn't want you to live a moment of your life feeling alone, feeling like you're on your own. Somehow you've got to find a way to get uh, get through all the temptations to sin and and to to pursue the the righteousness of God. You, You are not alone in that. These words that I've read you have proven that that's what he had in mind when he, when he released, when he, when he authorized the coming of the Holy Spirit. And it, and it came, the Holy Spirit came, that, that, that day came when, when, uh, uh, on the day of Pentecost in Acts, the second chapter. And the church has been has been had had the availability of, of the presence of the Holy Spirit on the level that Jesus described it. Just like the disciples had it in the book of Acts. All the way through the book of Acts, you see the presence of the Holy Spirit working through them mightily. And, and that's, that's exactly what the church is, is expected to be experiencing wherever it is, whatever age it is, whatever, whatever century, whatever, where, wherever it's, if it's Lone Grove, Oklahoma, or if it's New York City or wherever it is, or if it's one of the mission fields. It's the same everywhere because he dispatched the Holy Spirit to personally attend his church. He, he invited the power of the Holy Spirit to be working through us. And it produces the kind of fruit in our lives that people can see, hey, that didn't happen accidentally. That didn't happen because they're a good person. I see more than a good character there. I see the love of God flowing through them. I see the joy of the Spirit of God flowing through their life. I see peace that passes understanding. And and we we are supernaturally endued with power when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. That's really clear that that He he made that so clear in these verses. Um, I I believe He wants this message to, to make us all increase our awareness. Of, of His presence with us, at least the availability of His presence with us. If you're, if you're not able to hear experience His presence, that doesn't mean He's not available. That, that, I heard the, the illustration, you probably have heard this, uh, of, uh, you know, Marsha and I used to sit, and it was a bench seat in, in our car, and when we'd be on a date, I'd drive. Well, first part, she had to drive because she had her license just a few months before I did. But... <laughs> And I didn't, I didn't sit over in the middle like she did. But she'd scoot right across that chair and, and made me feel like a king, you know, when she sat real close. Any of you remember Dayton and your and your your girlfriend sat way over close to you? On the, in the, and the and then and then this guy, he he's been married and uh, for several years now, and he sees some somebody drive by, and this girl's still sitting. Uh, this girl's sitting really close to her, to her boyfriend, and uh, and he says, "You don't do that anymore." Where's the rest of that go? I forgot the last part. <laughs> and, uh, oh, oh, no, she said to him, we don't do that anymore. And he said, I haven't even moved. <laughs> I'm serious, that's how it happened. It's the, the, the girl said to him, we, we don't do that anymore. And he said, I haven't moved. The Holy Spirit hasn't moved. Nice. If in fact you're not as close to Him, if you're not experiencing His presence, believe me, I want you to know, and the Lord wants you to know this morning, it is available to you. And you don't have to wait till Sunday. You don't have to wait till Wednesday night. You don't have to wait until you can get the pastor to pray with you. It's available to you right where you are, right when you need him. Every single moment, he's a prayer away. He's, you just breathe out some faith and say, Lord, I really need to see and feel your presence. I need to see that you're right here with me. I need to hear your voice in my heart. I, I need you to draw me to yourself. I pray that prayer we prayed a while ago. Break the things that are keeping me from experiencing Your 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 the joy of your presence presence, your life-giving presence. The Lord wants us to be aware that it's available to us all the time because that's why He sent the Holy Spirit. He will give you answers to your questions. The Holy Spirit will. He will help you pray. That's very clear. Clearly in in Romans, the eighth chapter, you know, one of our favorite verses is verse 28, Romans 8, 28. And it says that all things will work together for the good for them that love God and are called according to his purpose. Yeah. But the verses just before that explain that when we don't know how to pray, that he, the, the Spirit, uh, knows how to help us pray, and with groanings that cannot be uttered, yeah. he, he makes intercession, intercession. He, he, he prays according to the will of God. Amen. And that's when, when you're praying according to the will of God, that's when all things work together. For the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose. Yeah. That, that, that's how you get to experience that. When you experience His presence, His help in your prayer, you need His help in your prayer life. Amen. In fact, you won't have a whole lot of a prayer life without His help. Because we we really need, we need supernatural assistance to be able to communicate with God from the depth of our heart and and to to move those things that that are in the way for us uh, as human beings. He will will give you guidance. He will give you wisdom. He will walk with you, right beside you through tough times. He will never leave you. Jesus said that. He will never leave. He will never leave you. He's going, we're going to have Him all the way till we get to heaven, and then all the time we're in heaven. Yes. He, he, he will use you as a witness and a disciple maker, and there's nothing more joyful in the world than winning somebody to the Lord. Uh, it feels so good. I, I thought uh, having a baby uh, that, that, you know, when Marsh and I had a son, that that would be, and it is wonderful. It's, it's joyful. It was a lot of work, especially for her. But... But uh, when you get to lead somebody to the Lord, it compares to the joy of parenting. And you realize you've, you've changed eternity for that person just by sharing what you know, by, by, by telling them why you received Jesus as your Savior. The Holy Spirit is able to help you communicate that message and be a disciple maker. He wouldn't tell us to do something we can't do. We are able to do that because we have the Spirit of God helping us do that. Trust him in it. The fruit of the Spirit, that I read you that verse in Galatians, will, will abound in our lives and cause us to bear fruit that remains. Um, it's one thing to be with, with you, for a human to be with you. To have, you know, I love, I love Marsh and I spend a lot of time together now. And it's, it's great to have another human with, with me, but boy, how much more is it to have God? to have God to make Himself available to be with you. It's it's mind-boggling. How much are you willing to take advantage of that offer? How how much do you want it? Because God really wants to, He wants you to take Him up on the offer. He's God living on the inside of you. Could you possibly... Be unaware and unaffected by a supernatural presence, a supernatural force, a spiritual, the the a member of the Godhead living inside you. Could you be uh, possibly be unaware and unaffected by that? You can if you ignore his promptings. If you don't respond to anything he says. When, when he when he when He prompts you, when he, when he speaks to you, when He, when he just wants to draw you into, into experiencing what He wants to say to your life, or He wants to tell you how much God loves you, or He wants to encourage you, or He wants to use you to encourage somebody else. If you ignore His promptings, you'll be unaware of that supernatural power of the presence of God Himself living in you as a, as a born-again Christian. Think about it. Uh, we should be doing just the opposite of ignoring. We should be uh, listening. I mean, leaning in and listening closely and obeying joyfully every whisper that He gives. But that's 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 because we have to battle with the flesh. But but that, sure, certainly, let, let's let's make that our intent so that we can take advantage of the availability of His presence with us. The Lord cherishes and reaffirms over and over. His presence with His people. From all the way through the Bible, God just loves to speak of His presence with His people. In, in Genesis, with, the first time there was a man and a woman, He, he came down and walked with them in the garden because He wants to be with us, right? He wants to be with us. And, and it's when Jesus used the Great Commission and He told us, go into all the world and make disciples, what did He say at the very end of that? And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Uh, you know, uh, Joshua was taken over from Moses back in, in the Old Testament, the early part of the Pentateuch. And, uh, you know, Moses was, was dying and Joseph was, uh, Joshua was supposed to take over. And, and the Lord kept saying to Joshua, be strong and courageous, for I am with you. God is always talking about His presence with us. That, that's what He wants. He wants to bring you into a close, close relationship with Him where you realize His presence is with you. Uh, another scripture is Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. Uh, it's a, a beautiful scripture. It says, Fear not, for, thy, for I am with thee. Uh, be not dismayed, because I am thy God. And, and uh, he, he talks. Us, he tells us that he, he will make us an overcomer with his mighty right arm. But it all starts with those words, Be strong and courageous, for I am with you. I, I hope you'll just park those words in your heart. Be strong and courageous, for I am with you. He meant for you to hear that, just as much as he meant for Isaiah to speak to the people of Israel back then. Psalm 23, verse 4, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. You're with me. Uh, so, uh, excuse me. Reading the Kings and Chronicles over in the Old Testament, over and over and over, uh, I experienced as I read through those books that he, that he said, "Hey, I was with you, or I will be with you." He says those things over and over because he knows that 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 that's the only way the king, any kingdom can can thrive and survive is when he is with us. We've got to have him. Certainly, the church, the church has to has to have the Lord with us if we're going to be our our success at all uh, in fulfilling His will. Uh, David said in 1 Chronicles uh, 28, verse 20, then David continued, be strong and courageous. He's telling Solomon this about building the temple. Be strong and courageous and do the work. Don't be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord... Uh, God, my God, is with you. He will not fail to fors- fail you or forsake you. He'll see to it that the work related to the temple is finished correctly. I-, I would say that's that's a really inspiring verse. Let's translate it to our generation. If God wanted Solomon to know I'm with you and I'm going to help you build the temple, and that's why He was having Solomon's father David tell him that, how much more would He want somebody to tell us that are trying to that, that we're we're assigned with the job of building His church? How much more do we need to know? He is with us. He's with us. Those same words, don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. The Lord God is with you. He's with us. As, he's the one that's going to build his church. It doesn't matter how weak our instrumentality is. He can use anything that's available to him and let him, just, just trust him. He's going to be with us, and he's going to build a strong, a strong and mighty church that accomplishes his will. I hope this message changes your life. I believe when Jesus told what I, what I read to you at the beginning from John 14 and, and 16, uh, and, and everything He said about the Holy Spirit being a paraclete and, uh, and, and to be, He would be with us. He would, he would do what, what the disciples enjoyed. They thought they couldn't do without Jesus being with him, But He said, hey, it's even better for me to go away because the Holy Spirit's going to come. And He's going to be with you wherever you are all the time, not just in a physical presence like He was limited to then. He said, His person will be with you all the time. And so, uh, 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 He meant that to change their lives. It really does change a person's life when you realize that that the, the presence of the Holy Spirit is with you all the time. All the time. You don't lose hope when the Holy Spirit's with you. You don't, because he, he represents hope. He, 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 he will tell you what you need to know. I, I read that list at the beginning about he would give you wisdom. He'll give you courage. He'll give you guidance. He'll help you pray. He'll answer your questions. Jesus said all those things about the Holy Spirit. And he, and he wants that to, to change our lives. Don't go at it alone when he's made his mighty presence aware. Uh, be aware of his mighty presence that he, he's made available to you. It's upon you, it's within you. Just enjoy that relationship and thrive in that relationship. And let God fulfill his purpose. Um, you know, Jesus, this the Jesus is the second person of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. And and he was. Why was he sent to be present with mankind? Obviously, it was to further the cause of the kingdom of God, to redeem for himself a people. He had a specific purpose for being that dispatched from heaven, to dwell among us, and for this New Testament church to be born by, by, out of what he did on the earth. Uh, at, he, he came to redeem a people, to pay sin's debt for us, so that every sinner from every age could would have a Savior. It was necessary for Jesus to be among us and, and to fulfill the purpose and desire and the ultimate will of God. You know, the, the fact that we're worth that is amazing. <laughs> that, that we are worth that for God to dispatch Jesus into the world so He could rescue and save us, so He could build a church through us. It's amazing, isn't it? But, but think about the very same thing is true about the third person of the Trinity. Was not the third person of the Trinity, uh, the Holy Spirit of God, sent to further the cause of the kingdom of God and the purpose and the ultimate will of God? Absolutely. And just exactly like Jesus was sent to fulfill the purpose and will of God, the, the, the third person of the Trinity was was sent to be with us so that that a mighty church could be built and the kingdom of God could move forward and people in darkness would have the opportunity of hearing the gospel of of the salvation through the blood of Jesus and anybody who would willing to believe it and receive it could could be saved that's an amazing thing that only can be done because of the authority that God had to send the Holy Spirit to be with us and dwell with us um The third member of the the third person of the Godhead is, is with those of us who are redeemed. But he's not with the people who are unconverted and are not looking for him. Don't expect them to understand if you talk about an invisible person that's with you and they don't know him. Now, once they open their heart to Christ... Once they open their heart to the message, once they give place to the birth of, of, of faith, they place their faith in Jesus, then something, something is going to change in them. And then they're going, to be, they're going to be able to discern that the Holy Spirit is there drawing them to Jesus, drawing them into a relationship with God, making them spiritually alive. Most of us have experienced that. But have experienced that. And anybody who hasn't, it's available to you. And that's what he sent the Holy Spirit to convict us of sin and draw us in, in, uh, back, back to Jesus, draw us back to God. Um, how are you receiving the Holy Spirit being with us? God wants to, well, God already knows the answer to that question. God already knows how each of us individually are, how receptive we are. How, how how willing, you know, it, it, some people are, they, they try to live in the realm of only the natural, and they limit anything because they're afraid they'll, they'll look like a quack because they can't explain, you know, I, I, I'm going to step into something I can't explain if I start, you know, Believing that the Holy Spirit's with me and the Holy Spirit wants to, wants to answer my questions and the Holy Spirit wants to guide me into all truth and He wants to encourage me when I'm discouraged and all this. I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to look like some kind of spiritual giant or, that, I, that I'm not able to live up to and I just, I'd rather just stay in a safe zone here and I'll, I'll just believe in Jesus, but I'm not going to go there with all that stuff. That's a real crisis for God because it aborts what He wants to do. In your life, He wants you to be aware that the Holy Spirit, who loves you, it's God's love for you. Yeah. The, the, there's no difference between the way the Father loves you, the the Son loves you, and the Spirit of God loves you. When they, when, when they, we say God loves you. We're talking about all three of them loving you, loving you. The Holy Spirit has been dispatched to you personally, as you as your. Uh, Advocate with God between you and God, somebody to bring you close, somebody to experience let you experience his his love and his grace and his power and and, and teach you into all lead you into all truth man we, we are we don't need to stay in ignorance we't about anything because the Holy Spirit will lead us into all truth all the truth and and you don't have to worry about explaining it I, i've never had to explain the Holy Spirit to somebody, but they 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 see the difference that He makes in my life, and and they see that that my faith is is different than it was. It is, my faith is continually growing. My, my 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 appreciation for God, my worship is is growing, and all that is, is just ha- having a hunger and and willingness to to allow the Holy Spirit to do whatever He wants to do in your life. Whatever He wants to do in your life. Um, I, some of us have. Have prayed in the spirit. Have by, by that I mean prayed in tongues. Uh, maybe not everybody in this room, but a lot of us have done that, and uh, and we found that after. Well, probably that wasn't the first place where we gave place and and you know said I'm willing, I'm willing to experience your presence. I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to listen to your voice. I, I'm willing to. To respond to the, the conviction you, you, you bring to my heart about, hey, that's, that's, not, that's, that, that's inconsistent with the righteousness of God. Don't talk like that anymore. Right. You know, that, that, I remember the Holy Spirit saying to me uh, that you don't talk like that. I, I, had, I hadn't been saved all that long. I was still a little kid. And I remember the Holy Spirit saying that to me. You don't talk like that. Anymore. Yeah. He, didn't, he didn't tell me other people didn't talk like that. He said, because of, because of that relationship. And, and I, I didn't go telling people that he told me that then. I, I treasured it in my heart. I remember it, it was while I was running on a playground that he said that. And I had just been using the name of the Lord in vain at Wilson, Oklahoma, where I went to the first and second grade. And, uh, uh, oh, preaching just got too long. Uh, Uh, But I I didn't go, I I don't think I realized anything. I, I didn't realize that that's who that was or what that was, until later. But through my childhood, he kept, he kept, uh, and inviting me, how, how much will you trust me? How much will you welcome me in your life? How much will you let me help you? And so I, start, I started seeking the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and, and I, there were a few times I thought I would, I had re- would receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I maybe speak speaking tongues, and I, 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 didn't, I just didn't know. I just knew I was hungry. And it wasn't until one night when I was just t- standing at an altar, and I was just telling the Lord how much I loved Him. I was probably about 13 years old when this happened, and I just, and I, and I had my hands lifted up, and I was just t- trying to find the words to say, Lord, I really love you. And I, and I, and I would just use the same words over and over, some, but I, 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 you know, I was just trying to come find the words. And I, I remember hearing a voice in my spirit that said, you want me to help you with that? <laughs> you want me to help you say I love you? You want me to help you worship like you're wanting to worship? And I knew exactly this was my invitation. And I knew exactly what I would, what was about to happen because I, I, I was at liberty to pray in the Spirit. And I didn't have to understand what I was saying. He would understand what I was saying. And there was a, and there was, a, but, but I, you know what? I would have stopped that. Unless I grew to a place I was comfortable with this this advocate that Jesus promised He would send, and this third person of the Trinity that was on assignment to help every single young believer and every single person who receives Christ as Savior experience the fullness of your of your born again experience and a spirit filled life, and your life is going to be transformed. The more you yield, the more you welcome His intervention, His His, His interruption. Sometimes His His uh, His Purpose being fulfilled in your life. Well, I, I I started praying in the spirit then, and I have never quit. I still. I now. I, I ended up a few years later going to Bible college and at Hatchie, and yeah, I got I got in some classes where I could learn some more about it, but but it really never became something that it wasn't right then. It's just the Holy Spirit helping me. He's a helper. He's a helper. He's a supernatural helper helping us, helping us worship Jesus, helping us. I, I fully expect that tonight in the in the when in in the, in the, in the in the song songs and, and the prayers where we're going to just be expressing love and thanks to God after we've read those scriptures of what He did for us. I believe he's going to be helping me. I, I, I don't know how he, what he'll say or what he'll do, but I, I believe he's going to enable me to, to do what it is that I, I really desire to do as somebody who's been blood-bought by that sacrifice that Jesus did. How comfortable can you choose to be? That's what governs how much he gets to help you. And I, my, my teaching is not what's going to change that. It's, it's your Asking Him to teach you to trust Him. Don't worry, He won't make a fool out of you. Don't worry, He, he, won't, he won't do things that you regret. He, he wants to use you powerfully. That, that just like that His presence in you will, will make the fruit of the Spirit born in your life. I, I'm telling you, I'd like to have more of all nine of those. Even patience. I know it's a, most people are allergic to patience. They're afraid, that, they're afraid tribulation will come if I ask for patience. I'm telling you, tribulation is going to come whether you ask for patience or not. You're going to need patience to deal with all the tribulation. And, and you, you, besides all that, all we need to know is it's a fruit of the Spirit and we need it. Jesus had patience. He's got patience with me, praise the Lord. I'm glad He does. And, and yes, Every one of us need more and more of those spiritual fruits in our life, but what about the gifts of the Spirit that will operate through our life? The, the gifts of the Spirit are the supernatural ways that the Lord wa- wants to use the Holy Spirit's intervention in our life to to get more out of out of our our relationship with Him and our you know our, our being a representative of Him, being a witness of Him. He'll He'll work supernaturally through you. Just don't don't you don't you're not responsible for that. That's His to do for you. All you have to do is just get take take the barriers down. Take take the the, the fear. Remove the fear. You don't have anything to be afraid of. Amen. Amen. Uh, you know, Julie gets up here and leads worship. And uh, I can tell that, that she is seeking with every ounce of her being to be led by the Spirit of God. Yes. And she, has she ever done anything that embarrasses you? No. I, if you would have said yes, it would have, it would have rocked your world, wouldn't it? <laughs> but and I, I didn't know that question was coming. But, you know, I, she all she's doing is what I'm preaching. Right. Amen. She's just saying, I'm taking down the, the walls, Lord, I, and, and I'll let you use me. I'll let you use my voice. I, I I just want you to do what you want to do in me and through me. And that's exactly what will please the Lord if every one of us will just get to the place. Lord, I'm comfortable with you doing anything you want to do in me. Holy Spirit, lead me to being a mature Christian. Lead me to be a, a, a fully devoted disciple of Jesus. Lead me, lead me to be a witness and a, and then somebody who. Who really cares about the lost? Yes. Oh. Help me, Lord, to pray, led by the Spirit. Yes. You know, f- let the Holy Spirit show you how to pray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 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 that's whether you're praying in English or you're or, or you've got another language that the Lord is letting flow through your lips that you don't. That's what we he called pray with with understanding and pray without understanding. Right. Pray with the uh, with the Spirit and and pray uh, uh, in in. Uh, not not spirit led, but I, what, what I'm saying is that uh, what God wants to accomplish in our lives yeah. is extremely, extremely doable yeah. for the for the uh, every phase of being a Christian. Yeah. Even if you're not a Christian, go ahead and make this commitment. He'll bring you into Christ, right. and he will he will bring you to maturity in Christ. Yeah. And I, I, I want us all to say yes to the Lord this morning. Yeah. I can't. I can't make that decision for you, I understand. But you can make that decision for you. Holy Spirit, thank you that you're with us. Let's start with that. Holy Spirit, thank you that you're with us. Jesus, thank you that you you gave us this wonderful promise that the Holy Spirit would be with us and he would never leave us. That means he's here with us right now. Help me not to resist you, not to push you back not to not to restrain you not to not trust you <laughs> help me trust you holy spirit you're the, you're the best friend i have for for becoming the kind of child of god that you want me to be would you stand with you on to me with me on your feet and let's conclude the service with this With everybody's just bowing your head and reverencing the the response that some of us are going to make right now. I want you to lift up your hand to the Lord. If you just want to say from your heart, help me, help me welcome you. That's all. Just put your hand up if if that's what you want to say. Help me. Help me welcome you. Lord, the hands that are up right now, I'm, I'm not aware of what they are. My eyes are closed, but yours are not. You can see. You can see our hands that are lifted, and you can see the heart that's truly meaning it inside us, Lord. You don't look at the outward appearance. You look at the heart. You know us, Lord. We desperately, if we're going to be effective for you, if we're going to be (laughs) full of the fruit of the Spirit, that bearing fruit in our lives, and letting your Spirit work wonders through us that are way beyond human ability, Lord, that can only happen if we just trust you. Help us trust you. Help us trust you. I pray that this very day, Lord, some of us that have been resisting praying in the Spirit would take that, 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 that timidness and, 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 and put it behind them. And, and, and as your Spirit just enables them with, with an utterance that they, that they worship you in a language they don't understand, it's, Lord, whatever, whatever can move us into a place of trusting you, of you being released into our lives to do everything you want to do, Lord. We we are just hungry. We are thirsty for the will of God and the purpose of God to be fulfilled in our lives. Thank you, Jesus, that you sent the Holy Spirit. He is with us. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you that he's with us and he's never going to leave us. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. I believe this is a church that that wants this— the the flow of your spirit, the move of your spirit constantly. And I just pray that every one of us, Lord, welcome you into our our walk with Jesus and help us, Lord, to become stronger and stronger in our relationship with God and more and more filled with the truth of your word and and the understanding of your will and purpose. Lord, we love you. We love you, and we want our our commitment, our surrender to You to prove that we love You and we really do trust You. In the wonderful name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank You, Lord. Well, I hope this this message this morning accomplished what the Lord wanted it to do because I'm absolutely sure the Lord wants every single one of us our lives to be changed by knowing, I am with you. God himself says, I am with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I just pray your blessing on this church. Marcia and I have had the privilege of being here with them during this transition time that was extremely difficult. For all of them that went through it, they're so wanting their next leader to be in place. And I I pray your blessing, Lord, on the services that are coming. Lord, when, when the candidate that those who were given this responsibility have chosen will be before this congregation, and this congregation will make a decision together, Lord, I pray your blessing upon them that they will experience unity. That they'll experience love for each other and love for uh, the minister and his family. I pray God for your you to be glorified in this church, for you to be glorified in all that takes place and all the the love that we show toward each other and the and Lord the, the even during the lunch that we have today. I just as a, as as a the one who was privileged to minister to them for these weeks, I pray your blessing upon them. I pray your blessing upon this church and its future. May the years ahead be fruitful, fruitful years, Lord, just as Dan, uh, one of the leaders, explained to us that, the, that that's what your vision, is, is that your leaders are feeling as their vision. God I just thank you for the wonderful love and grace that we found here. You told us, Lord, when somebody doesn't receive you to shake off the dust of our feet. But, Lord, you said when they receive you, then bless them. And we bless them with your presence. We bless them with your word. We bless them, O Lord, with your will being done and with your your grace, encouraging them and lifting them up. May they they be overjoyed in the power and presence of the living King, Jesus Christ, our Savior. In your name we pray, Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, it would be a good time for you to hug somebody on your way to the Thanksgiving lunch that we have served in the fellowship hall. God bless you. Yeah, I'm sorry. If you've been in the
0: same old road for miles and miles. If you've been hearing the same old voice the same old lies. If you're trying to feel the same old holes inside. There's a better life. Is a better life if you got pain. He's a pain baby. If you feel low.